Slenderman is arguably the most well-known of the creepypasta monsters, breaking through the wall of cult following into the mainstream rivers of the internet. You're listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Hello and welcome to Grave Discussions. <laughs> that was Samael and that was Barnabas. And we are Grave Discussions and welcome back. We are here with episode number 24. Yes, it's it's already we're in the 20s, bro. Yeah, yeah, almost at a, a quarter of 100, bro. Like that's that's crazy. And uh, for every 10 episode mark, I don't know if you guys noticed, because you only did it twice, but we do something special every 10 episodes. The last mm-hmm. time it was Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And uh, six more episodes, and uh, you'll see what we got planned for our 30th, because we don't even know yet. Yeah, we don't even know, but it's going to be good. I mean, we've got October coming up. I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. Bro. We- like, my f- most favorite fucking time of the year as soon as like the middle of september hits the leaves start falling yes the fucking halloween shit starts appearing in every store you can wear like actual good clothes like hoodies and sweaters and shit yeah i don't have to wear these like weirdly like tight fucking short sleeves and shit i just throw on a hoodie and yeah call it a day for real just watch some horror so we're excited for that we've got something really cool also planned that's halloween related that should be coming up sometime in september i I don't want to get too into it um but it's going to be very very cool uh today though we're going to be focusing as you may have heard on slender man which just released yes we went uh, we saw that last weekend and uh mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll touch upon it i uh it's kind of iffy for me i don't know like once i think once i explain everything and i start talking about it i'll understand how i feel about it yeah so yeah i i, I agree it's i I don't know. I mean, I have, you know, my opinions about it and stuff, but yeah, we have to just talk about it cuz yeah, it was one of the more highly anticipated horror films of the year, so yeah. Uh, also The Nun and Halloween coming out and I'm really excited for The you, Nun. You yeah. already know what we're what we're going to do. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely expect an episode on that movie once it comes out. I think it's about 2 weeks out now. Uh so I'm pretty pumped about it. We have, you know, as always our cult corner and chopping block segments today too with some good movies for you guys. Yes. Yes, but of course, we're going to start off with the news right now and the first one is concerning a childhood favorite, scary stories to tell in the dark. And uh this bit of news about scary stories to tell in the dark is about a new movie coming out based on the book series and it's going to be produced by none other than guillermo del toro yeah we've been we've heard we heard about this like i think months ago when we like first started podcasting yeah. and it's the time is time is drawing nah everyone's everyone's mm-hmm. talking about this on the facebook groups and stuff the horror groups and yeah people keep bringing it up and you know we've heard about it for a while it's nothing new to us but mm-hmm. i've been highly anticipating this because you know growing up with these series like you know are you afraid of the dark goosebumps now we finally have like a more serious tone yeah like series so hopefully hopefully it like lives up to what you Mm -hmm. know del toro's like previous work 
Yeah, I mean, he as a filmmaker, I have the utmost respect for, and he's so creative and story driven. And I think that that's what the movie needs. But you know, visually, he's incredible as well. And visuals for like this particular series are the most important things because the stories are pretty good. But let's be honest, like as kids when we we're reading it, what's like the thing about the series? that freaked you out the most the monster yeah well the fucking like pictures right yeah exactly they were so creepy i wasn't too into like the i wasn't too into the the story or yeah any of that i just wanted to see something fucking scary yeah and everything was because it was done in this like i don't even know what to call this art style but it's just this really like blotchy inky and it's not like composed kind of it's it's very like raw and crazy and yeah and when it showed like depicted all these like monsters and even people that were like disfigured and distorted and shit like it was i don't know man as a kid i was terrified of it but i loved it i think that this like book series and goosebumps are like what catapulted me into loving horror as 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 you know is the case for a lot of people but yeah i'm really excited about this the thing about this though is that like you know scary stories to tell in the dark is a bunch of short stories but this is going to be one actual movie with like one whole like continuous plot line in the movie Mm, yeah so that's kind of interesting it's supposed to be uh following a group of young teens who have to solve a mystery uh surrounding a bunch of like weird macabre deaths in their small town so i already kind of like it because there's this mystery which we were talking about is missing in a lot of horror movies and it's a small town kind of movie you know like it um or like really any stephen king thing and shit like that so i'm kind of excited i don't know how i feel about it you know shying away from like the anthology kind of focus of like the books but, yeah but i mean i don't know it sounds like a cool movie del toro's on it and he has an excellent vision and the director is none other than andre overdahl who is the the filmmaker behind Troll Hunter and the Autopsy of Jane Doe? Oh shit! So you already know it's. I think it's going to be a great movie just because like Autopsy he's on of it. Jane Doe. Yeah, you remember that one, right? That was that was a great movie. Did we watch that together? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Witch? I brought it over. The yeah, witch, yeah. The witch, right? Yep. Okay. I was wondering. That, yeah, that was a great movie. That was amazing. That was. I was like, that was wasn't that shortly after my injury, and we just randomly picked up the. I think so. Yeah, movie was, from Fye. Yeah, because I heard about it, and then I brought it over, and I was like, oh, dude, I heard like a lot of good things about this movie. Dude, that and like I remember what else was there, that and the the hills run red were two. One day we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, we have to because I I really like that movie a lot. But yeah, so stay tuned for like more information on um, the scary stories to tell in the dark. The, the whole news behind it really was that um, it began it's going to begin shooting this week, and this is actually from a little while ago, so it may have already started shooting. So I imagine sometime, you know, within the first few months of 2019, we might see this movie come out. Damn. Possibly longer, maybe summer, but... I'm, I'm super excited about this because yeah. Guillermo del Toro never let anybody down. Yeah, I love, like, all his movies. <laughs> They're all, like, super unique. And but, as long as he has, like some sort of affiliation with this it would mm-hmm. be different if they were yeah. just taking his ideas and just running with him but he's involved you mm-hmm. know so i think that's what makes it better i think what made yeah. ho- like rob zombie's halloween shitty is carpenter wasn't involved you <laughs> yeah, know? yeah at least for rick rosenthal's sequel halloween 2 and 81 like carpenter you mm-hmm. know added the whole lori's sister so sometimes man this shit just yeah it works and sometimes it doesn't if the 
if the creator isn't it's really hard it. yeah it's really hard to like repurpose other people's stories yeah if they're not involved especially and just kind of in general too you know yeah but whoever dealt with stephen king's they all did a good job always so yeah i think it's just like i don't i don't think you could make anything shitty out of his <laughs> stories that's why so well there is that but he's also been pretty much involved on like a, a lot if not all of his you know pr- adapted projects too so there is that but yeah yeah um I'm, i don't know i'm excited about it be on the lookout for that one yeah, and if we have more news we'll let you guys know about it speaking of which here's something that we pretty recently touched upon which is scream the tv series yes. we finally got some new news thank god because i've been waiting on it yeah i started uh actually honestly last week i watched the whole first season again mm, nice. and i and i caught up on i'm on like the sec first or second episode of the second season i didn't keep nice. going yeah but i just wanted to like get a refresher because you know yeah, I, yeah. I heard they were they might be catapulting this in like a new direction so yeah that's that's the plan i guess and um this bit of news actually i think kind of serves to confirm that almost but uh mtv announcing mary j blige added to the cast for scream season three which is kind of interesting i mean i think she's a pretty good actress um i I don't remember all that she's been i know she's been in some stuff i think but uh yeah i don't know but she has just been added so i mean there's a good chance we might see something soon from this show um unfortunately there's not really a ton of other news based on like when it's coming out if it's coming out but i mean i'm this kind of, you know, confirms it almost that it's going to be coming out, but we just don't know, like, when, you know, but... Oh, well, Kiki Palmer is going to be on this, too. Yeah, Kiki Palmer, Tyler Posey Tyga, from Teen Tyga. Wolf. Yeah, Tyga. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of these... This cast is kind of weird. I mean, uh, the casting for, like, seasons one and two was kind of weird, too, but it wasn't, like, Tyga and this Mary J. Blige. Now it's going to be executive produced by Queen Latifah. Yeah, so... I mean, it's looking... It looks weird. Weird. I don't know. Why Why all the sudden changes? I think I'm going to... I mean, I'm excited for it just because, like, Wes Craven, you know, was still on it. And... And Mary J. Blige is awesome. She's probably going to be, like, yeah. the hero who dies near the end of the season or something. Yeah. Like, like, probably the killers. Like, she's probably, like, the main target or something. Mm-hmm. Not the main target or... She's like one of the adults that knows what's going on or some shit. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. I think she's supposed to play... Yeah, I think she's supposed to play like the mom of one of the characters, um, which is fine. You know? She's going to she's gonna have like a super headstrong role because she always does. I she's think al- so, yeah. She's always super involved in like every movie that's and just, every show. Yeah, it's just kind of like involved. how she is as a person. That's what I like yeah. though because like you shouldn't have like a, you know super fucking talented actress and mm-hmm. have her just be like a minor character like oh yeah like definitely the, not like the quiet mother of one of the kids that's getting killed yeah. so ho- like he hopefully she's like super involved i'd really like that i think so because i mean even like sissy spacek on castle rock which we didn't talk like a ton about her on that show but you know i was a little concerned that she was gonna have like a sideline role kind of in the show but she really doesn't she's like pretty integral to the the plot of the show I guess you know and she's a fantastic actress obviously so um yeah so i'm pretty excited about this news once we know a little bit more about the production and the release of season three we'll let you guys know but this is good news because they're finally acknowledging the show and it's basically confirming that you know it's on and they're going to release it at some point so we'll see 
But the last bit of news here is about um, also another horror television show, and ironically, also a third season of the show. But this one is slasher. Yeah, I we've we've uh, we've touched on this. You know, I asked you, you know, have you seen it? No, you asked me, and I said, you know, like the first episode, they kind of like show the killer too much and all that stuff. So like, but yeah, they they I don't know. I didn't like the fact that they were like kind of. I don't know, like too much, like too much backstory right off the bat, and I, I just really didn't. And I just watched the first episode, and honestly, it's I don't even remember it because it yeah. wasn't even. I I didn't even pull my cell phone on. I wasn't distracted. Mm-hmm. It just seemed kind of meh. Kind of meh. Kind of meh. Yeah. So, so I, but like the premise for this one sounds good. You know, like a bunch of like former camp counselors going back to like the campground. Mm-hmm. They did some fucked up shit when they were younger, and now they're gonna go like try to get the evidence or whatever. So now there's like hippies or whatever over there, and like they're doing their little spiritual thing, and yeah. like someone's like killing them off one by one. So that's like the premise for like the third season. So I don't know. I I really wasn't into the first or second season. I mean, I could get into it just because mm-hmm. it is a slasher, and yeah. slasher films have kind of died out, and it's been kind of quiet up until The Strangers, and then now yeah. like Michael Myers coming out. So I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can. Uh, I can get started on this series and actually get through it, even if I can't stand, like, the first episode. Like, I just never really gave it a second chance. Yeah, so. just of the season one, right? Because I actually yeah. heard I, I heard a lot of people say that season two was a lot better than season one. So I think I might just skip season one entirely and just watch season two of the show. I don't know. I'm, I'm, in, I'm Maybe, afraid of doing stuff like that. I don't yeah, I don't be. like it either. But, th- but they're completely different stories apparently oh really it's like it's like yeah it's like uh american horror story basically so there's no there's no continuous plot line between seasons so you can watch whatever you want i used to be into american horror story and then as soon as after asylum and then like emma roberts with the witches and then she gets like she gets like raped on the first episode by like some douchebag jocks and then she kills them because she's a witch like i'm not comfortable with that shit so I just that's what like after that I didn't watch any more American Horror Story. Yeah, I just don't like that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean it, they definitely take it to the extreme sometimes with some of the content, but so I I hear you. I just I'm just not like a huge fan of the show in general. I kind of liked the Alien season, but that was about it. Everything else seemed too much like style over substance for me, and you know just like fan service and shit with some of the actors and stuff, and so I I wasn't really feeling it that much. Yeah, there but. were too many like. I didn't like the fanboys and the fangirls of yeah. AHS. Like, they all, like, like that, I don't know, the the, the, the weirdo kid that's in all the American yeah, horror stories. Oh like, my God, people I are, like, it. such fangirls. Like, 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 oh, my God, put your babies in me. <laughs> like, no, is this really why people watch the show? I don't want to I don't know, see like, that shit. To me, like, he's a good actor and all, like, and I'm not going to, he's a good sure, actor. Yeah. But, like, he looks like a serial killer, let's be <laughs> yeah. real. Like, that's, if you ever picture like a serial Like, he and Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, Bill's a fucking <laughs> freak. I love that guy. Like, they could just be, like, a serial killer duo in yeah. real life. They probably are. At the end, they just fucking kill each other. <laughs> yeah, right. With some kind of weird suicide pact or something. Right, they just have, like, know. a two, two, like a double-edged spear, and they both <laughs> just run into it. You know, this way we both yeah. win. Oh, my God. I don't know, but uh, the, the show as, like, a concept overall seems cool, so I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a shot tonight. Yeah. But season three is coming out, and... It's supposed to be set in, yeah, in a remote Canadian wilderness. So already I kind of like the setting. Uh, so I might have to wait and see, like, you know, when there's a trailer or something, if I'm really interested. But I know a lot of people like the show. So, um, yeah, season three coming out. Hopefully pretty soon. Um, they just began production on it. 
So be on the lookout for that one. We're going to go through real quick a few new trailers, and then we're going to get into our next segment. The first trailer is about Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. So I love the first one. I saw the I first like one it, in yeah. theaters with Jack Black. He's R.L. Stein and his daughter's not real or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just fucking weird. I, I liked it, honestly. Like, you know, I didn't mind Jack Black as R.L. Stein. It was a fun movie, and that's, like, obviously what it was intended to be. And it was for the kids. I mean, the, the show was also for kids. It was a little more fucked up, but I think that's just because the 90s were, like, more fucked up. You know, in like the early two thousands, like in general, yeah. content wise, that's when when shit it was like the norm for horrible shit to happen. And yeah. people were just like, yeah, you know, it's a fucked up world. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, this one with all the CGI and stuff, it's obviously meant to just be entertaining. And um, I mean, the part you know, Goosebumps two is the same way, so I'm pretty pumped for it. And uh, I mean, I love the books and everything, obviously. So. Yeah, man. I uh, my favorite one was a, uh, it was a Goosebumps one, mm-hmm. and on the front. There was like this orange monster, and uh, it was a choose your own adventure book. Oh, I love those. So yeah, the yeah. Goosebumps choose your own adventures were the those. best. So like you're going trick or treating, and then all of a sudden you go through this door, and this monster kills your friend, and yeah. it's the end. <laughs> so you got to start at the beginning. Ah, oh, dude, those were the best. Man, yeah. my, I don't know. Like R.L. Stein is like one of my like like you said one of the main reasons I got into horror. Yeah. Other than you know just catching hor- glimpses of horror on TV, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like fuck, turn the channel. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I think R.L. Stein's what really expanded my imagination oh, for, yeah, like, for, for sure. like the really fucked up shit. Like, my the first R.L. Stein thing I ever read was The Babysitter. Oh like, yeah, where her boyfriend was the killer. Mm-hmm. That's the that was the first and like nice. my imagination was like so vivid when I was reading this and like that's that was the thing with R.L. Stein. Like it wasn't like his writing wasn't super simplistic, but it was to the point where anyone from K through twelve yeah. could get it. And it was very interesting because yeah. there, there was really no asinine, you know, books. Maybe besides Night of the Living Dummy because, yeah. you know, Chucky's existed beforehand. But I don't know. Like, I'm a huge fan. And, like, I'm this this comes out October 12th. So mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah, I want to go see it. I'm def- We're definitely going to see yeah, this oh one. Yeah, yeah. Besides, like, this is... We could talk about this, like, a week before we talk about Halloween since it's coming yeah, out a sure. week before. And then leading up to Halloween, da na na. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great because I mean, the, the whole of Goosebumps really like exemplifies the Halloween mood in general. Like it really does that. Yeah, that na- and that '90s nostalgia. Like, oh yeah, you know me, I'm the '80s '90s nerd. So like, yeah, dude, like er- yeah, early 2000s and shit, like late '90s, like definitely around fall time, I would just binge watch Goosebumps oh like all the time From, and read the books. I would I would start my Halloween months ahead of time. I start yeah. <laughs> once it got super hot outside. Like during like with those ninety to a hundred degree mm-hmm. days back in the day, I would just sit in my room in the dark watching horror. You know, yeah, a- anything I could get my hands on, bro. Like, yeah, dude, it's great. Nothing changed. I, just, you could reel me in, give me anything nineties, put it up in the theater, be like, yo, yeah, goosebumps, and I'm like, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm going. I don't care if I'm in my mid twenties. You know? No, I don't give a shit. I mean, I I just love the series in general. And I don't mind the direction they're taking it in, you know, like they want to appeal to an audience, obviously, you know, a younger audience. And that's cool because like they're still releasing the books and stuff. And I think they're targeted more toward like young children, too, but in a more like fun way, not like, you know, people are actually going to have nightmares or anything like that. But because yeah. like, honestly, dude, like when I was reading the book, some of them probably did give me nightmares, like the Haunted Mask. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, like that I, one was crazy. I remember crazy. watching the... Uh they had a fucking little 
the TV show with the haunted mm-hmm. mask. I really yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I really like those episodes. Yeah, the, the remember that episode where the dad got like he turned himself into a plant monster or whatever. Yes, that yes. one was great. The one don't don't look in the basement. I think yeah. It was. That was like the second R.L. Stein book I ever read. I remember I got it from the library right around the corner. That may have been my first one there. I'm not sure what my first one was, but that one was great. I love that Cause one. Because I know R.L. Stein made just regular, but like it'll be R.L. Mm. Stein, the babysitter. So I read those before I read Goosebumps. You know, I found yeah. out about those and then I saw Goosebumps. And then like my teachers were telling me, oh, why are you getting Goosebumps? Those are for like younger kids. Get the regular yeah. R.L. Stein novels. And those gave me fucking nightmares. Yeah, dude. He, I mean, he he was a good writer, but I'm gonna I might just download like a whole bunch of R.L. Stein audiobooks. That'd you be know? cool. Yeah, I definitely I definitely miss it. But we gotta move on now uh, to our next trailer, and this one is uh, it's not quite Halloween related. It's more uh, Christmas related, you know, but I it's just, cool. Before we even start, <laughs> I saw something on Hulu that I did not like. And it was Mrs. Krampus or Mom, uh, Grandma Krampus or Grandma Ma- Krampus. or Ma- Mama Krampus. They had like something. Uh-huh. That's what the, the first thing I thought when I saw this. Mrs. Claus is our second trailer. Yeah. And you know, that, that's a long. You know, <laughs> you know. Well, here's the thing: the trailer actually looked kind of cool, and the, the like the Mrs. Claus mask. I don't know. I think it's it's got an appeal to it as like a slasher kind of. It seems super. Thing, it know. seems super like eighties ish, like some Silent yeah. Night, Deadly Night shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think it looks kind of cool. Basically, the the movie is about a group of college kids, of course, attending a Christmas party at a sorority house with like a weird past, and they're stalked by a bloodthirsty killer disguised as Mrs. Claus. So, and then the poster looks kind of cool. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be a pretty shitty movie. <laughs> But I just kind of like the, the look of the killer, and I mean, it's a slasher movie, you know, it's a new Honestly, slasher these, movie, so. These college slashers, these high school slashers, teen slashers, I think they're all good. I think people yeah. are, like, way too fucking jaded, because, like, yeah. this shit is possible, okay? None of this shit's, like, impossible. So what, like, no character development? Why develop these minor characters if they're just gonna be fucking swatted to the side and get throat cutting anyways you know so yeah i don't know like i think i think nowadays there's too much character development too much backstory we just need yo we're at this college there's some crazy motherfucker around the corner and shit's about to go down because anything can happen yeah and anything will happen yeah i i like them a lot i mean they're they exist for a reason and people seem to forget that sometimes but mrs claus is coming out november 13th go check out the trailer See if it interests you. I know it's been going through um, a lot of the horror, like, Facebook pages and stuff like that. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, the next trailer is about a movie called Hold the Dark. And this one's getting a little bit of buzz. It's a Netflix original from the director of Green Room. And it looks, I don't know, I think it looks kind of cool. Jeffrey Wright, Alexander Skarsgård are in it. And it's concerning a wolf expert oh, you hired know, to investigate a child's disappearance. You know, if there's a scars garden, it's gonna be some creepy yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> this is this is uh this is the scars guard from uh, True Blood that played Eric Northman. I think his name was the vampire. People like him. I think he's a good actor. So I'm pretty excited about it. Honestly, I, I, it's probably gonna be more of like a thriller sort of. But. I, re- I saw Green Room and I really liked it, and it was pretty brutal, honestly. So I think that that you know it had some horror elements like that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's actually the last movie that um the guy from 
uh, Odd Thomas, Anton Yelchin. That was the last movie, I think, that he was in before he died. So, uh, but it was good. So, and I, so I like this guy as a director. Hopefully, this movie is good. It's going to come out on Netflix uh, September 28th. So, be on the lookout for that one. Right now, though, we're going to move into our very first segment of the episode The Cult Corner. And this week's Cult Corner, we wanted to make it sort of related to our main segment, which is our review of Slenderman. So, the movie today is going to be a true cult classic a nightmare yes. on elm street yes and honestly one of my favorite horror movies of all time not one of my favorite series of all time but just the yeah. first nightmare was the thing of fucking nightmares when i was yeah. a kid <laughs> literally i mean this is probably one of the first horror movies that really drew me into horror i think because i watched it you know pretty young and I was like genuinely pretty terrified of Freddy Krueger because in that movie, at least, he was genuinely terrifying. In the first one, yeah. yeah. My mom used to tell me how she used to have nightmares that Freddy would be chasing her. Oh damn! That's, yeah, that's how you know it was good. Like when your parents watch it and they're scared. I swear, it was. This is one of like I think this is one of the most successful slashers of all time. That can't yeah. be argued. No, like, this I don't is, think so. This is objectively like, and honestly, it's. I, I think the Slender Man, kind of. Was inspired by Freddy. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, like the they have similar themes. Like a lot, like a lot of Slenderman's, like his evilness. Like, mm-hmm. and the, the stuff he does is like kind of similar to a demon named Adramelik or the demon Moloch. Oh like, yeah, that's it's kind of like similar to him. But like the whole the whole child ad- abduction thing, like ho- Hollywood wise, like I think Freddy was like the first. Yeah, like to go after kids. You know, usually it was it was very taboo to have a child die yeah yeah for sure up, un- up until like you know ob- obviously halloween three season of the witch yeah the 80s didn't really give about, shit. <laughs> yeah we, we talked about this today and uh nightmares was one of these like first movies where they're just like yo these teens are gonna get it but it's gonna be from an entity yeah that only wants these kids yeah the- and we uh he had like I liked Freddy because like there was there was so, like it was he was shrouded in mystery. The first half mm-hmm. of the film, they start to slowly unravel like who he is. You know, his Nancy's mom starts telling her, "Oh, Fred was me. Yeah. She's alcoholic, so she talks like that. She's always tired. She's like, oh, I'm just so sick of all the alcohol. Stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> right. but, but yeah, that was like the whole movie. Like the sc- one of the best scores in horror ever. Oh, the, yeah, dun, sure. dun, dun, I love the score so much. And like the, the, the nursery rhyme or whatever. Yeah, one, two. Yeah. I mean, even Scary Terry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <no>. This spawned <laughs> Scary Spider-Man. Terry from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, Freddy was just, is just so iconic because, yeah, he has these powers, you know, which I thought were really cool and this whole like psychological manipulation i think is one of the things that slenderman definitely you know took like as you know inspiration from freddy krueger so and there were a bunch of other things i mean like the shape shifting and you know seeing him when you think you're safe and you know when you don't think you're going to see him that kind of stuff and how he influences you like the more you see him in your dreams until he finally you know kills you exactly i think it's i think it's like like super identical like yeah. to slender man i don't think people realize that i think that i think slender man was just i don't know i don't think it was as well thought out as freddy 
No, not really. I mean, Slenderman... Just internet lore and bullshit. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about that because, you know, that's why I think they're similar kind of too because in the movie, Freddy basically started out as kind of an urban legend yeah. until kids started dying and shit like that. And he was still kind of treated as like an urban legend throughout the film too. You know, like people couldn't believe that, you know, Freddy Krueger as like this entity really existed and shit like that until they finally, you know, they found out. And Slenderman kind of started the same way, but he, you know, he was like creepy pasta. So it wasn't just like campfire stories about Slenderman. It was, it was very, you know, social media driven. Exactly. And that's why it's creepy pasta because people would just post like these little snippets, and it all started on this forum called Something Awful, which is the title of this episode. And you know, it was just little snippets of the story, but they were done in a way that made it like seem like it was real yeah but it was just written that way you know like somebody would be like oh this actually happened to me or i know about this thing exactly and both of these uh so. both slender man and freddy happened in these like small towns it never happened in like a giant city yeah it's always like a tiny little neighborhood you know every, mm. everything's fine what could happen it's safe it's the neighborhood because yeah. those are the kind of towns that like urban legends and shit like that not only originate from but like spread through more so because yes, there's man. there's less people you know it's isolated and you know so there's more of a chance that people might believe in like the supernatural or or whatever so yeah that makes that makes complete sense to me you know there's not like huge police force or something if something weird happens and shit like that so and it's always like a tragedy so i mean yeah there's definitely a lot of like inspiration but i mean yeah let's talk about you know just like the movie itself i mean so iconic wes craven is a genius yeah he really is i don't know how he came up with freddy or yeah i don't know what the hell freddy's <laughs> even based on i think it was just i think it was probably just random an idea i'm not yeah i'm not too like knowledgeable on like i never watched a freddy krueger movie documentary you feel me so like yeah i don't i haven't either i know there's one out there which is called never sleep again which i've been meaning to watch but um yeah i mean i'm not like super well versed on like the history of freddy uh, I imagine he was just like, hey, what about a burn victim in, in a sweater? Yeah. Oh, can it have g- green and red stripes? Only if he has <laughs> knife hands. Right. Like, oh, man, right, Wes. One knife hand, <laughs> Wes. One knife hand. All right. He has one hand, four knives. Why not five? Why would his thumb need a knife? To jam it into people? No. Yeah, what if he's trying to close his hand right. and he just stabs himself? Right. What if he wants to open a door? What's he going to do? Right. He's going to fuck up. Yeah, man. I think uh, Heather Langenkamp, like, this was like the first the first ever like you know movie i've ever seen her in and yeah you know john saxon did really good johnny depp was in here the infamous uh pulled into the bed and then oh the, dude see that's what i hated about the remake is that they did not include that part yeah i mean and, and you know let's let's be honest like the original part of that like that scene in the original 1984 film is probably like the this greatest practical effects display in horror and i like, just think it's so effective and the fact like i like the score while johnny depp was getting yeah. sucked into the, like the it was, yeah the whole the whole scene was just done so well <laughs> but the, when uh when nancy set all those like home alone style traps for freddie that was great too <laughs> yeah i agree it was super cheesy <laughs> when, super he, 80s. <laughs> when he walked through the door and that sledgehammer came down on his stomach yeah. he's like <laughs> <laughs> that was great that was great how else are you supposed to fight this fucking thing you know like 
It's not like you have a rocket launcher just he was laying like, around in the house or something. He was super like serious in this film. Like he would joke around. Yeah, that's what I like. He'd be like, "This is God," you know. But like, yeah, but it was creepy still, you know. Like yeah. it wasn't intentionally like just like, funny. Yeah, like, like the other movies, like, like three and four and shit. Yeah, two he was still creepy. Yeah, three he, three he was more funnier because he had. Like, he was less angry in the first one. Like, mm-hmm. he was mad as fuck. He's like... <laughs> when he was, like, chasing yeah. after Nancy. And then, then he, you, but then you had, like, welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, okay, Freddy. It and was then, funny. Then they had the fucking Dream Child. I've never yeah. watched that one. Yeah. And then they had... A, no, I did watch that one. It was bad. I and watched then, And they had another one after that. What was it? Do you remember? Um, Fuck, I don't remember. I gotta get into Freddy movies. Yeah, I, like, I've watched them all, but it's been a while since I've watched them all. Like, usually I just watch either part one or part three. I've or seen, or a new nightmare. I've seen Freddy's yeah. Dead, where he has a daughter and she oh, kills yeah, him in like in, in the jail cell or whatever the fuck yeah. happens. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but let's yeah let's talk about New Nightmare. I mean, we we could talk about the other movies, but I don't remember them as well. I just know that they went like off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> until it, New it, Nightmare it came just, out. It was kind of really really bumpy. I think they yeah. were just uh, they were just hoping they were just throwing out movies hoping for a hit. But mm-hmm. like it, after one, it was just mi- well yeah. two was. Two was okay. okay. Three, three was three, good. three was good, and then like the, then the Dream Child, and then mm-hmm. the Dream. What's what was after the Dream Warriors? Uh, wasn't it Dream Child? Yeah, and there was another one after that. And I don't and, remember what it's called. And then was Freddy's Dead? You know. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. That part five is like not. It's probably like the worst one. I, I, so I don't remember exactly. And I still remember waiting. Everyone used to talk about yo. What about what if Freddy fought Jason and then. You know, yeah. it finally came out in, like, what, 03 when we were in, like, fifth fucking grade? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, man. It, it I think it, it did great, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was everything everyone expected. But Jason got, he took a lot of damage in that fucking movie. Like, yeah, he really did. Um, But, you know, I mean, by that time, Freddy Krueger was such an iconic character. And the release of New Nightmare, I think, definitely cemented him. I thought it was a great movie. You know, it really brought Freddy back to, like, that creepy killer you know factor yeah really because he it kind of moved away from the whole like comedy aspect and he was still kind of funny like he had some puns or whatever but dude when he fucking turned into that giant uh you know uh, fucking worm thing and like when he was on the ceiling in the hospital after just killing that that one chick at the end when he was on the fishing pier when uh when that when she like pulled when she like pulled freddie like I don't know what happened, but Freddie got mad at that blonde chick from Freddy vs. Jason. He mm-hmm. was like, you, and he was like all red and shit, and he looked scary Oh, yeah, fuck. yeah, like, yeah. That, that was, was cool. dope. Yeah. It was like more demonic. Yeah, I think yeah. if they made Freddie more demonic, it would be cool rather than just some fucking crazy mm-hmm. fucking burn guy. Yeah, and um, I'm actually looking at it. Part four was the dream master, and then it was the dream child, okay, and then yeah. Freddy's dead. Yeah, I've seen, I watched the dream master a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, what's it? What's his name, Kincaid, the, the buff black dude? Yeah, he I think was, he, he was in. It, I yeah, think. he was in three and four. I think he died in four though. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm not 100. percent Yeah, I believe so because I don't really remember that much what happened in part five. Yeah, that's the one I, I never watched. The Dream Child. But then I guess the Dream Child was the one that kills him and Freddy's dead. So yeah, not too sure. It, it got really weird. Like not only were the comedic parts just <laughs> like just very cheesy. Yeah, but you know even like the more serious parts were kind of weird like writing wise but anyway i mean we don't have to talk about the entire series that could be for like another day but i mean part one is oh yeah is I just super to, iconic but i just wanted to relate like the yeah. differences how like so it went from being super super scary to just this comedy fest you know like mm-hmm, yeah and 
as we all know, like no Nightmare on Elm Street, not even Freddy versus Jason, will outdo the original Nightmare. It just yeah. had, it just had that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like everything always felt surreal. You're like, yo, is, yeah. is she dreaming now? Is she not? Like, why is the street so empty? Why is the school empty? Yeah. And the visions of her dead friends and stuff. You, you remember know, like, that? Like, uh, I don't know. I think it was an alley. That scene where he comes down the alley, he's just like a silhouette, and his arms are like. Yeah, you when know, he disproportionate, like, uh, you know, he stretched kills, out and shit. Before he kills Tina, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. He's like, this Dude, is God. That was a fucking great yeah, scene. that really was. him just walking down, scraping the walls with his elongated arms, yeah, like, was weird disturbing. arms. Yeah, it was That's very That's some Slenderman shit, see? The, yeah, it kind of was, yeah. <laughs> instead of tentacles, like, the long arm. I'm telling you, man, like. Yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely, like, some relation. So, actually, I think that's a pretty good segue into our our you know main review of of the slenderman movie but i just want to leave off with you know I, for nightmare on elm street the original i think is still definitely one of my favorite horror movies of all time Same. i've watched it a ton it was one of the first movies that really got me into horror i feel like and it's just very iconic it's always going to hold up because not only does it have that nostalgia it has a really great and actually scary villain in it and a lot of pretty disturbing scenes like the one in the school with the girl in that like body bag that see-through body bag and yep. she's just covered in blood like that that, that kind of stuff is great and the, like that's what's kind of missing from a lot that's of that's what i was now. gonna say that's what was missing yeah. from the rest of the freddy movies and for movies today like the yeah see like the psychological horror now is like people just going crazy you know back then it was like yeah. actual entities fucking with you, you know? yeah like, like freddy's making you see this but before it's like but now it's like uh oh you know he's going crazy or is he like you yeah. know but before, back then you knew like yeah freddy's just i think movies try too hard now yeah i mean so yeah let's talk about slender man because you know this is a movie that's supposed to be about this entity that has uh, a psychological effect on the, the people that it's trying to like entice or capture or whatever the fuck it does with them right mostly kids because they're a little more vulnerable i i assume uh but i mean it it tried to do a lot of these psychological things and And honestly to me yeah it it just fell like way short of it uh the the only (laughs) the only scene really that i even kind of liked was the scene in the hospital when she was like seeing all this crazy shit that was kind of okay it wasn't like disturbing or anything it was mildly creepy uh but you know that was really it i i could kind of get and understand like the the slowly creeping like insanity of the characters because if that was happening to me i'd probably be freaking out too you know but just the way honestly i wouldn't be freaking out because of the movie's like delivery with all the things like well yeah i thought don't get me the atmosphere was good i like that that yeah that's what the atmosphere and the score was pretty good yeah okay those are those are pretty good but the cinematography at times was just so like erratic yeah like it, it would be like a sometimes it would be like like a hectic fucking panning like and then sometimes it would just be like a fucking they would just have one shot for like an extended period of time that would it, it was just like a weird shot it would be like from the side of someone's face yeah. and they'd be like just tripping out and like i, I didn't like that i i i need some happenings i don't yeah and the whole the fucking they summoned Slenderman through a fucking computer, okay? Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes was... sense just because he, he's, like, you know, an, an internet-driven urban legend or whatever, you know, creepypasta shit. I don't know. That doesn't mean you have to summon but, him through the internet. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. 
I guess it's a metaphor, but it was it was done so badly, and like I did not give a fuck about none of these kids. When the first oh, when no. the, when the first chick went missing, I was like, wait, who the fuck was that? I don't yeah. I don't I even remember her face, her, her name. Like they were just like she's here. Oh no, she's gone. No more. Bye bye. Yeah, like, and then she was basically like the driving force of the movie, and she didn't do anything. I mean, that's how it is sometimes. You know, like a kid goes missing, and then that kind of drives the story. So you know, I guess I kind of get that. But I I just if if I cared about what was happening it would be much more impactful but i didn't really care about what was happening i didn't give a shit about any of these characters i thought the acting honestly was bad especially especially the main girl dude yeah i just didn't like it like the shit they said at times was like really cliche i think the movie was like just way too cliche for me yeah i can i can totally agree with that i think they picked like the worst actress out of all of them to be the lead character i know they're like teenagers or whatever but i mean with the movie that we were just talking about, Nightmare on Elm Street, we could see that, like, you know, teenagers to, like, young adult actors and actresses can actually act, you know? And, and these... Yeah, dude. Like, these these girls were, like, not that great, honestly. I mean, even the guys were just... Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, all the all of the actors pretty much in this movie were just not really that great. What else? I, I think the pacing of the film was, like, bad, fucking yeah. bad. Like, the, the pace just seemed like... Like, yo, can... Is something gonna happen? Like... It happens like it's sometimes it's good when something happens when yeah. you don't expect it, but like uh, like out of like the the, the whole library scene, mm-hmm. I think that like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think that was fucking stupid. Yeah, I didn't really like that at all. Um, it seemed like it might have some potential, but the the camera work was like too shitty. Yeah, I really and did not fuck with the camera work at yeah, all. It, it just didn't feel like tense enough to me because in an actual situation like that, I could see how it would be scary, kind of you know, but uh i don't know yeah it just wasn't like done as efficiently as i thought you know normally when i'm in a movie theater it's dark the like Mm -hmm. the loud banging sounds you know loud score Mm -hmm. jump scares like i think this movie's cinematography for me ruined a lot of the suspense and it tried to like i don't know like like the the pacing cinematography like together those two were just like Mm -hmm. like bad at times like weird shit like we'd cut to another scene and like the people would just be walking into a room and then like they'd then they would start talking about like we just Mm -hmm. we just we just picked up right where the kids just started talking about this and it's like you know like i i I just didn't like how like it just it didn't seem personal enough i did not care about these kids the like i said like i I can't get over the camera work of this movie it was just so fucking horrible like i don't (laughs) usually i'm I like these kind of movies, like mm-hmm. the like these urban legend movies where where kids are invest like summer investigations. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like in the summertime you'd go ghost hunting, whatever like, the fuck like kids it, do. You know, yeah, exactly. But this was not that. I think this was a big miss, mm-hmm. and I think it, it, it felt like they they rushed to put this movie together. Yeah, like the it was just it did not have. It did not have a deep plot at all. No, uh, you know what I kind of wish. Because th- this movie was no it, you know. I, I didn't you didn't care about these kids. They weren't that interesting. I wish that there was more of, like, a community aspect almost to, I like, agree, the investigation or, like, the police or something. Like, something wider to I really, thought it like, was going to be, like, the whole city's yeah. like, yo, what's going on? But no, To, like, just... really make us, like, believe in, like, what's happening or, like, be fascinated by this big mystery, you know. But it really wasn't. It was just a bunch of, like, kids just like crying for the whole movie you know and complaining and shit and then doing dumb stuff which that's all they did they were just idiots and you and usually these kind of movies have morals and this movie's moral seemed to be with seemed to be (laughs) 
much like the descent, don't go into caves. Yeah. This one's uh, don't summon Slender Man through your computer. Yeah, don't go on to like weird websites, basically. You know. Like, yeah, it's so don't sa- go into that like weird deep web shit. Same premise as you know uh, the dark web, the yeah. unfriended shit. Yeah, kind of. So, um, uh, what else didn't I like about Slender Man? Oh, I like the killer guys. Uh, I like how Slender Man looked. Okay, yeah, I was just gonna say we should uh, talk about actual Slender Man. I like I like that they kept it canon. You know they didn't. Yeah, have, yeah. Like the whole tentacles and like the. Mm-hmm. I just they 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 kept they kept to the lore. You know what I'm saying? Like well, they, they didn't diverge too much. Away some from people it. were saying that they didn't like it because there were some differences to like the lore and stuff. But you know, uh, I don't know because they made Slenderman more of like this actual threat. Like he was very aggressive. And he would like, actually attack them, and you could see that he was actually attacking them. I kind of wish that they made it more subtle, like, like stuff he was happened off screen. Yeah, like he was a seducer. He like got it was you more psychological. I, I wish it was too, instead yeah. of just like some midnight man shit. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you have you ever seen Marble Ho- Marble Hornets Always Watching? No, I haven't. that is a far superior Slenderman movie because I don't think they even mention him by like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Slender Man! Like, like he's more of an actual urban legend. Yeah, like it's it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like it's a it's like a myth, you know. Like it's yeah, that's it's, how it's supposed it's to. It's like be. yo, there's this guy. Like there wasn't a name for it, you know. There's mm-hmm. this guy in the fucking like no one knows what's going. And that that did it right. If you ever watched Always Watching, yeah. that that was a fucking amazing Slender Man, okay. like my favorite. But this was just I don't know, man. This was a miss. Like I thought it was gonna be. Uh, if you've ever played Slender: The Arrival, mm-hmm. have you started that yet? Yeah, I did kind of start it. Yeah, it's creepy. I got like. I beat it, but then now again, I got halfway through it, and, like, mm-hmm. honestly, that game is so, so fucking scary, so much more scary even than this fucking shitstorm of a movie. There, yeah. all right, now you guys know, now I know what I think yeah. of this movie. Oh. I let it sink in for a week, and it was very forgettable. Yeah. It doesn't have, like, I'm not, this is not a movie I'm going to be turning on to watch during Halloween. This is probably yeah, going to be, <laughs> this is probably going to be a movie I'm not going to watch till in a month and a half it comes on netflix you know? yeah honestly i think that i think that and i think they know it was bad because i don't i don't think honestly i don't think this should get like a big dvd release i'm no. sorry but 11 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah i mean it was pretty hyped up though and you know it it just definitely fell short yeah i did like the slenderman like look wise and stuff like that i mean it was javier botet who's phenomenal but i mean they, the, they, weird, the weird the weirdo from insidious no, he's the dude who played Mama, that the tall, lanky guy who's all the like the monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, but wasn't he the monster in Insidious? I don't think so. Maybe I could I be think, wrong. I think he was. I, yeah, I don't. I don't the, know what the red sensor. The, the lipstick demon. Remember? Po- yeah, possibly. I think so, but yeah, I don't yeah. Know, honestly, but... the the killer was dope. The story was very yeah. like poor. It's it, it sounded like some shit a teenager wrote. Yeah, I, I think just the way that they used Slenderman was wrong. Like he wasn't as like you know in the background creepy like you know actually influencing stuff enough he was more of like a monster which was kind of meh you know and but. if it as if it wasn't bad enough this is another one i don't want to give us all right spoiler alert this is another one of those no hope movies yeah and at the end kind of at the end slender man turns a girl into a tree yeah so that yeah that, i'm not even joking he turns a girl into a fucking tree yeah, that's kind of weird uh, well, I think it's supposed to, like, you know, tell us, like, oh, this is what actually happens to the kids. <laughs> but yeah, now it was kind of stupid, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I gave this movie a pretty generous 4 out of 10 uh, as my, like, final review score. But it's pretty bad. If you're looking for, like, a theater movie to go see, then 
I would skip this one, honestly, yeah, and just I'll, check it out on VOD or something. I'll give it one point for Atmosphere. Yeah. One point for The Slender Man. I'll give it half a point for somewhat keeping up with the mythos. Yeah. And I'll give it another half point just because of the score. So okay. uh, it'll be like a 3 out of 10 for me, man. That's probably pretty fair. Yeah, 30, it was kind of generous. I don't know. We talk yeah. to people on these Facebook groups, like these horror fans, and like, yeah. no offense, but a lot of them are fucking stupid. Like, yeah, they are. <laughs> this movie was good. Like, It really, no, it wasn't. Mo- a lot of them were saying it was a shitstorm, but then you got like the five or six people. And trust me, I always give movies the benefit of the doubt. You you, you guys heard, I, saw, I said Final Exam was, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Slender Man, yeah. so what the fuck does that say about Slender Man? Uh, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all we have to say about Slender Man. Go check it out if you really want to see something. If you've seen like every horror movie that's out right now, but I wasn't I scared. Don't really recommend it. I wasn't no, scared at all. Not. And I was in the. I, I'm always scared when I'm in like a situation. I'm like always yeah. suspended. Like when I watched Insidious, I was fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. When I watched The Conjuring, I was scared. I was watching it. It was funny for the most part. I really enjoyed like the na- yeah. the neighborhood kids. But when Pennywise and, actually got like scary, it was sc- pretty scary. Yeah, but this this did not. No. Even the jump scares weren't good. I don't think it should have had jump scares at all. It was stupid. It should have been more atmospheric, but yeah. you'd see them coming a mile away. There was nothing that was... There's nothing mysterious yeah. about this. It was very predictable. There was no suspense. Everything everything that this movie was going to do, you, you already knew like five minutes beforehand. Yeah. They're like, if we go in, we got to offer a sacrifice to the yeah. Slender Man. <laughs> Where the fuck does it say that? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't know, man. I was I was pretty disappointed in it, but I was because we were talking about this for months now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in one of our first few episodes, this yeah, was we saw of, the trailer. Yeah, yeah, this was one of our terrifying trailers. <laughs> yeah, well, let's leave it at that. If you're like a huge Slenderman fan, maybe go see it. But we're gonna move on. Miss this movie? Do not watch it. Yeah, do not I watch agree. it till you get it on Hulu or fucking Netflix. I agree. We're gonna move on now to our last segment of the day. We're, we're gonna be talking about another possibly controversial film in this week's installment of The Chopping Block. (laughs) And this week's Chopping Block is featuring a new movie released on Netflix called Emily. I I saw it as soon as it came out on Netflix, and as soon as I saw it pop up, I was like, "Mm, a babysitter movie. Yeah. I wonder if the babysitter is the bad person. Like the past, right. honestly, the past three babysitter movies I've seen on Netflix, the babysitter was the evil one. Yeah. No, actually, the babysitter, the movie, the babysitter, Emily. Spoiler alert: she's evil. And <laughs> but then there was that other movie where the, the the babysitter was babysitting these kids, and the, and the kids turned on her. So. Oh yeah, I think you might have told me about that one. Um, but I just recently watched it, and I thought it was pretty effective um i was like i was getting kind of frustrated just with like how the movie was progressing and like her actions and stuff and then i thought it was like the weird like when she like like when she got the kid to like feed the gerbil to this and i was like what's going on and then like she made like the kids watch like a porno of their dad yeah and then i was like yo what the fuck spoiler alert yeah and like the, the way they did it too like the pacing was was done weird but it was done good because you're yeah, like yo this is fucking disturbing yeah you, you know what i liked was like how they uh like sparsely like interjected those scenes of like the parents out at the dinner yeah i actually kind of really liked that obviously it was done for a reason to like kind of that dude that was over there yeah to kind of make you like feel i don't know i think it was supposed to kind of make you well even without the dude there i think just like showing 
their date or whatever was supposed to kind of make you feel anxious like it's anxiety actually because you know it's one of those scenarios where like if you're a kid and something crazy is happening you're pretty much you powerless. want your you want your parents right like yeah, that's who you pre- go to because you're pretty much powerless yeah and you see this weird old dude watching his parents mm-hmm. so you're like yo what the fuck's going on at the house that- yeah and then like i don't know emily seemed weird she seems kind of like pedophile-ish too like yeah she was just she was an oddball for sure you know a psychopathic oddball uh i thought her character was kind of interesting i mean her the like motive behind her character was not anything particularly new actually spoiler alert it's kind of it kind of reminded me of that movie inside that i may have mentioned a few times uh, just in like her motive and stuff which i thought was interesting it's not like something that's been done extensively so i think that kind of added a cool element but i kind of figured it was something like that i was actually kind of hoping that was going to be something more like supernatural I guess, but it was kind of rooted more like in reality. That's why um, I liked it. She was just fucked up. I thought know. it was going to be some cultish shit like the babysitter, yeah, but it wasn't. Spoiler alert: Emily had a child that she killed because she slept on him, and then now she's trying to kidnap a little boy and mm-hmm. make it her child. Yeah, um, she took a lot of damage in this fucking. She, yeah, she really. She did, got <laughs> fucked up at the end yeah like the, the kid i actually like the kid um like the main kid i like him a lot he was, he cool, was yeah. i just kind of didn't like it that he let the the gerbil get fed to the snake yeah because you know he kind of came off at the beginning as like this snotty kid and then once he realized that something weird was happening and it might put his siblings in danger he actually manned up and was like all right no fuck this i'm you know i'm defending like my family and stuff so i actually thought he had good character development and i thought that the emily character was was written you know pretty well uh so there was there was some decent writing in this movie which i appreciated um for like a netflix well it wasn't a netflix movie i don't think but you know i I thought it had good writing the the camera work was like average i I wasn't like you know like thrilled by it but i also like didn't hate it yeah, it, was, it, was just, it was just normal. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, it didn't really build suspense. Maybe the close, yeah. maybe the closer shots with when the when the yeah. score would kind of get erratic. But I mean, other that, than that, the main focus isn't even like you don't even notice the cinematography. Yeah. You're just so like into it. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's completely about just the mommy's story. looking for her cubby. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's completely about the story. It's you know mainly revolving around these fucking weird things that she's making these kids do, and. Yeah, overall, I mean, I thought it was, like, paced well. I thought it was suspenseful. Um, it was pretty atmospheric. I don't remember that much about the score. Was the score anything, like, really special? No, nothing, nothing yeah. special at all. Like, only when, like, the only time, like, I noticed, like, the score was, like, when they're feeding the, the gerbil to the yeah. snake or, like, like the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... Where Emily's just running away, like, <laughs> yeah. like, before that. Like, that that was the only time I really noticed any sort mm-hmm. of music, so... Yeah, th- this movie was definitely, like, mainly driven by, like, the narrative and the I suspense mean, built by it. Because, I mean, exactly. like, putting those, you know, uh, scenes of the parents, you know, throughout the movie was good. Because then, like, you know, f- finally when shit starts hitting the fan, they leave. And then they're trying to, like, they, they figure out that, you know, their kids might be in danger. So they, like, rush back to the house. So, I mean, I thought that that was done well. I think it was structured well, like, you know, writing-wise. And I think that's definitely, like, the high point of this movie. And, you know, there was, like, some shock value and stuff like that. But I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I think if you're looking for, like, a pretty disturbing kind of movie, 
then this might be a decent one. I actually don't think it was as disturbing as some people are making it out to be. But it was definitely kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah, it was fucked up. It wasn't that bad, because, like, she didn't really... Like, nothing really happened. Besides, yeah. like, the terrifying part is what she was trying to do, you know? Right, like, right. But, honestly, it's not a no-hope movie. Karma hits Emily and her, you know, accomplice very mm. quickly near the end, out of nowhere. Yeah. That fucking car accident. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that was intentional, I think. But, yeah, but he, you know. But, yeah. I don't think he tried to kill himself intentionally. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I know we spoiled some parts, but I, I think it's a movie worth checking out. So, for me, it's it's safe from the chopping block. Um, I think you should go check it out. I mean, it's one of the newer horror movies out that's actually pretty decent watch. So. Yeah, I, I agree. Go check it out. It's yeah. right on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix... It's 2018, bro. What yeah, I don't know what you're doing op- if you don't op- have Netflix. Open it on fucking Comcast or something. Pay $8 a month. Don't. Yeah. $7.95. It's not even eight whole dollars. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a movie nerd, so I'm sure you have it. Oh, yeah. So go check out Emily. Um, it's not chopped this week. And I think that's mostly going to wrap it up. Um, yes, as, sir. as always, we have to give shout out to our, our, our network, Sports Radio Detroit. Uh, for hosting us thank you guys um you can go check them out uh, at social media at facebook instagram and twitter just look up sports radio detroit and then we have social media as well yes make sure you even check out our new website Mm -hmm, grave discussions.net you click on every episode it'll take you to the srd archives with all of our content yes and we have a uh, host bios for myself and Samael. we have a little about us so there's some cool stuff on there and you can contact us directly if you have any suggestions or questions as well we will happily talk to you guys of course and then uh you know there's some links there to our other social media facebook instagram and twitter and you can just search grave discussions for that um but with that I think it's time to say goodbye until next week. I am Samael, and we will see you next week on Grave Discussion. <laughs> goodbye, guys. Bye. This has been an SRD production.